Talia Tunga Viola was not invited to the NFL Combine? You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. The NFL Combine invites went out and Talia Tunga Viola was not on the list. And this is a huge mistake by the NFL and the NFL Combine. Whoever makes the invites, the fact that Talia Tunga Viola was not on the list is an absolute crime, in my opinion. Other Terps did make the cut, though, so I want to make sure I give them their credit for making the NFL Draft Combine. Safety Bo Braid made it. Cornerback Tarheep still got invited. Offensive lineman Delmar Glaze and Gottlieb Ayizde all were invited to the NFL Draft Combine, which is a pretty big deal for us to get a bunch of guys invited to the Combine. We had four guys invited to the Combine this year. And you know, the NFL Combine is huge for draft status. It's like I like to say, it makes first-rounders into third-rounders and can make a third-rounder into a first-rounder, can make a guy that maybe wasn't going to get drafted, maybe get drafted in the fifth, fourth round. The NFL Draft Combine really does have that effect on players. And some people think the Combine is overrated. Some people think you shouldn't look at it as much. People think that you should turn on the tape, and that should be the number one factor in which you look at. Other people are really big on the traits and the upside and the 40 time and how fast you run, how you look, how high you can jump. A lot of people in the NFL, they like traits. They like guys with a lot of tools. They like guys with high potential overall. I kind of am on the side of I'm kind of in both ways. I can see how the combine can be important, but I also think it's really important to turn on game tape overall. But getting to but getting invited to the NFL draft combine is absolutely huge for our guys. I think a guy like if I if you think about a guy like Bo Braid, I think Bo Braid right now is projected to go around the fourth, fifth, third round, maybe. I think he can go from being projected in the fourth round to being projected. Maybe he gets his name into the third round, maybe in the second round if he tests at a very high level, which I'm not sure how good he will test. Or maybe a guy like Tarheep still, maybe he'll go from potentially going from maybe a seventh-round pick to maybe not even getting drafted. Maybe if he runs a good 40 time, if he has a good shuffle time, maybe he'll get. He, maybe he'll go maybe in the sixth, seventh round. Who knows? The NFL combine can really make that difference, especially in the back end of the draft because then they really start – looking at we want guys that okay none of these guys are going to be finished products none of these guys are probably going to be day one NFL really good players but these are guys that maybe we can develop along the lines and if they run really fast if they jump really high if they have that type of elite quickness that elite athleticism maybe we can develop them into something maybe they can become something and you're just way more likely to become to get drafted early on but 
There was a name that I did not, or there was a name that was missed in this selection of Maryland players that were invited to the combine. There was clearly a name that was missed in Talia Tungaviola. There is no reason to me that Talia Tungaviola should not have been invited. I think he absolutely got snubbed for the NFL Combine. I think there's no way you cannot put him in the Combine. Talia has been the most important player on our team for years now. He has absolutely changed the Maryland program. I can't talk enough about what he's done as a Maryland QB. He's going to go down as one of the best players of all time in Maryland history. We were in the dumps as a program before he came and he really switched it around. He gave us success. We have three straight bull wins. And, hey, maybe we weren't, like, a top 10 team in the country. Maybe we weren't a top 20 team in the country. Maybe we weren't just killing people. Maybe we didn't beat Ohio State. Maybe we didn't beat Michigan. But he brought stability to this Maryland program where I can say that things are starting to look up here at Maryland. Things are starting to look a lot better with this football program, where in the past – You could not have said those things. Things did not look great. Things were looking pretty bad before Coach Loxley came in, before Talia came. Things were on the downward trend, and now I love where we are as a football program. I think we're in a good spot. I think we're starting to recruit at a really high level. I think we're starting to win Big Ten games. We've won three straight bowl games. We have done some really cool things as a program And a big part of that is because of Talia Tungaviola. And I don't know if you can really say anybody else that is going to be at that combine has had a singular impact on a program as much as Talia has with the Maryland program. I mean, you could probably argue some, but a lot of the good quarterbacks, maybe you could say Drake May made UNC a top 15 team, or maybe you could say Caleb Williams did some huge things with USC. But USC has a tradition of being a really top and program. Maybe you could say Jaden Daniels won a Heisman. You could say different things like that about the different quarterbacks in the class, but I don't know if anyone has single-handedly really changed the program. Think about it. LSU has been really good in the past. They're traditionally a really good football program with Jaden with before Jaden Daniels, with Joe Burrow, and just going back in time, LSU is traditionally a really solid program. USC has great tradition. I mean, those are just looking at some of the top programs, even if you go to some of the other guys. Like a Michael Penix, maybe you could say what he's done at Washington has been pretty big time. But Washington has had times when they've been top 20. But what Talia has done to this Maryland program, completely flip it upside down. I don't know if a quarterback in this draft has had an impact on a team like Talia has had. And he's also the Big Ten leading in passing yards. Record. He has the record for Big Ten passing yards, and he can't get a combine invite. It's hard for me to believe that the all-time leader in Big Ten passing yards, not in just Maryland passing yards, not just in the couple of different teams. This guy's the Big Ten passing yard leader, arguably the best conference in the country. I would still say the SEC is first, but with expansion, I don't know. Maybe you could argue the Big Ten. Maybe, probably, okay, the second best football conference in the country. A traditionally a top-end program in or top-end conference in the country. And Talia is number one in Big Ten passing yards, and he can't get and he can't get a combine invite. He has every single Maryland record, touchdown passes, um, 
passing yards, every single Maryland record completions he has at Maryland. It's hard for me to believe that the best Maryland quarterback, I'm going to go ahead and say the best Maryland quarterback of all time, and maybe we don't have a history of amazing quarterbacks. Maybe you look down the line and there's not a ton of top-end players at the position, top-end quarterbacks. Maybe you can't say that about the Maryland team overall. But we do have some – we still have some good players in our history, and you could argue him as one of the better Maryland players of all time. He can't get an invite to the combine. I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to our program. I think it's just kind of disrespectful overall that he can't get an invite overall, just being how good he has been and where I just – where I view him as a player. And then I started looking at the 14 QBs that were actually invited because they usually say when you make an argument about how someone should be in something, you should usually in sports they say, okay, who do you take out of that mix? And obviously I'm not going to be like, take Caleb Williams out. No, the top guys are going to be the top guys in the draft. The Caleb Williams, the Drake May, the Michael Penix, the Jaden Daniels, those are the top guys in the draft, the Bo Nixes of the world. Even J.J. McCarthy, I guess. Those are the top guys in the draft. You're not going to take one of those guys out. But it's hard for me to put these guys above him. Michael Pratt of Tulane, really good players. Kedden Solvis, Slovis of BYU, Austin Reed of Western Kentucky, really good players. But are they? have they done better? Have they had a better college career than Talia? And this is the thing. I understand the NFL. I understand what the NFL likes, I feel like. They're more into, when they look at the quarterbacks, obviously it's about production and what you did in college, but it's not as much about how many yards you throw. It's more about it's more about how strong your arm is, how big are you, how much traits and tools you have, how much does your skill set translate to the NFL? Can you make can we make you a lot better? Is your ceiling high or is your ceiling low? It's it, there's a lot of different things that go into it. I feel like it's more about what you can become rather than what you are. And I think they see Talia as maybe a high floor, a low ceiling type of guy. And they don't love those type of guys in the NFL. And he's kind of small, doesn't have the biggest arm. But turn you got to turn on the tape eventually. The tape doesn't lie. So it's hard for me to not say that the guy that has broken the Big Ten passing yard has done some big things. I definitely would say he's. Had I, I mean, out of Michael Pratt, Slovis of BYU, Austin Reed of Western Kentucky, all really good players, I don't know if you can put all three of those guys about Talia. Let me know what you guys think, but it's hard for me to believe that you put all three of those guys above Talia. I think he was snubbed for the NFL Combine. I still love that we got other players invited in everything, but now Talia is going to have to prove it at the Maryland Pro Day. He's going to have to throw out the Maryland Pro Day. And maybe that's why, honestly, he decided not to go in or he decided to try and come back. Remember, he tried to come back to school. He tried to come back to college, um, but the waiver, I guess, got denied. Maybe that's why he tried to come back because he knew that he wasn't in the best spot in terms of the eyes of the scout. But now it's going to be just that much harder to prove himself. He's going to have to do it at the Maryland Pro Day where there's not going to be as many scouts, as many eyes on you than it is throwing at the combine overall. Maryland basketball has a rematch tonight. How do the Terps take down Iowa again? I will tell you about that 
after this ad from the Game Time app. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute, like a Maryland Terrapins game or whatever game or whatever team you're a fan of, but finding tickets is hard. I have been there before multiple times trying to buy tickets to my favorite events and buying tickets to your favorite sports events or whatever type of concerts or whatever you like to do. Should it be stressful? Game time is the fast. and It's a really easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's a place to find last-minute tickets, so make sure if you want a last-minute ticket, if you're a last-minute type of person, if you don't like to plan, look at the Game Time app. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Make sure you download the Game Time app. Maryland basketball has a rematch against Iowa tonight. How do the Terps take down the Iowa Hawkeyes? Terps play again tonight at home at 8.30. I'm curious what you guys think of this basketball season overall and how it's going. Make sure you leave a comment about that. We're kind of in an interesting spot with things. The Iowa Hawkeyes are a 14-10. They won their last game against an okay Minnesota team, a Minnesota team that definitely didn't impress me when we when Maryland played them, despite us losing. I didn't think Minnesota was anything special, but they also suffered a loss to a Penn State team, which Maryland did beat, whatever you kind of make of that. But this Iowa team has kind of stalled, to be honest. They've been inconsistent this year. At times, I thought this team's a really good overall team. At Before, when we played them the first time, I thought this team was a very solid team. But now it's kind of like they don't seem like a March team. They don't seem very good. But earlier on in Big Ten play, they were definitely in the discussion for a March Madness bet. I thought they were a very solid team overall. I thought they would be a team that plays in March. But they've definitely been inconsistent, and they've kind of stalled as a team where you kind of look at them as a, like really not too much different than us at 14 and 10, really. It's not too much different than us. But I do think they're better than their record. And they've played better than the record at times this year. It's definitely been inconsistent. Sometimes they're up. Sometimes they've been playing really well. Sometimes they're down and aren't playing really well. It just kind of depends on what day you meet them on. But really not all that different than us. I mean, I don't think we're a very consistent team. We haven't been consistent all year. So they're a little bit similar to us in that way. But they they definitely have had a disappointing kind of stretch. Been good in spots. Been bad in spots. Very similar to us. But the interesting thing about this is we're starting to get into the Big Ten games where we've already played these teams once. So we already played this Iowa team once, and we beat them on the road by two, 67-69, and that was when we were riding a lot of high momentum. People were talking about March Madness. 
People got overexcited. I got overexcited. It was a big win. It was a good time in our season. We were probably playing our best basketball that we have played this year, and we beat them by two on the road. And you know in the past couple of years, we haven't been the best team on the road. So beating an Iowa team on the road was a big deal. And now we get them at home, which is interesting. Already have beating them on the road, you would think that the Maryland team should be able to beat this Iowa team on the road, but I'm unsure if that will happen exactly. But we need to get out of this losing streak, and how do the Terps able to do that? How do we win this game? I want to take some of the evidence of our first game, how we beat them this, the first time. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We already beat them. They're going to change some stuff for sure from our first game plan, and they're probably going to play better overall. But I think the main way you beat really anyone at this point and the main way we can beat this Iowa team is our best three players have to play well. In our first game, in our first matchup against Iowa, Julian Reese had 17, Dante Scott had 14, and Jameer Young had 22. A perfect game for the Terps. A perfect game for the Maryland Big Three. Uh, it, in Ox, like That's exactly kind of how I want the game to go. That's exactly the, the stat line that I want. Jameer Young to have 22, Julian Reese to have 17, and Dante Scott to have 14. It was perfect. The big three showed up. They all scored. And honestly, the big three has to show up and have to play well. If we think about it, I cannot come on here and say that Jordan Geronimo has to play well or Deshaun Harris-Smith has to play well or Jamie Kaiser has to play well because I don't know. Like, I can't trust these guys. They haven't been consistent all year. They haven't given us much to say that they're going to play well. So I can come on here and be like, Kaiser has to play well. Deshaun has to play well. Or Geronimo has to play well. Or someone else has to play well outside the big three. But no one has been consistent enough for me to be able to come in here and say that maybe that's even realistic. So our good players, our top three players, who haven't always played well, besides Jameer Young, Julian Reese and Dante Scott have definitely been up and down. Dante Scott's picked it up at times. Julian Reese has picked it up at times. But our big three has to play really good basketball for us to win this game at home. I think there's no other way around it. I think our big three has to play well. Maybe somebody else steps up. Maybe someone else doesn't. But I don't want to come on here and say that Jordan Geronimo has to step up when I don't trust anybody else to step up. So realistically, the big three has to play well. The the best, our three best players have to play well on the offensive side of our ball, on the offensive side of the ball. There is one player that I think can be interesting that is outside that big three that I think if he plays well, I think we're in a really good spot. And Maddie, Maddie is interesting because I think he'll start this game. I think he's earned the right to start after how he played against Ohio State. Maddie hasn't played very minutes, very many minutes all year. He's a high ceiling type of guy. He's got length at the power forward position. He gives us kind of similar to Jordan Geronimo in a lot of ways. Provides a little bit more length, I guess, but they're both really athletic guys, high ceiling guys that are a little bit offensively limited. But he did some good stuff on the offensive glass against Ohio State, and Kevin Willard decided to switch it up. And so I guess Maddie will be starting again. I'm unsure exactly because Geronimo did have hand issue but if Maddie does start and he will play he does have to score 20 I'm not going to go on here and say we win if Maddie has 15 points sure it'd be nice for him to give us some offensive ability and give him some give us some points and give us some scoring 
But if he plays well to his strengths, which I think is rebounding the ball, rebounding the ball and playing good defense and rim protection, I think we're in a good spot. So I think our big three has to play well, and I think if Maddie just plays to his strength, play good defense and rebound the ball well, leave the scoring to Jameer Young, Dante Scott, and Julian Reese down low, then I think we're in a good spot. And also continue to defend the three ball well against Iowa. They're a pretty good three-point shooting team. But again, going back to that first matchup against us, a big probably maybe the biggest reason we won that game is we forced them to shoot 21% from the three-point line which is way below what they normally shoot at 34%. Can we do that again? If we do, I think we win the game. If we force them to shoot that much lower, 13% lower than their normal three-point shot. And then I think lastly, find inner motivation. There probably won't be much of a crowd. I saw tickets were for like $1 or something crazy like that. We're not a tournament team. The season feels kind of over, but you got to find a way to motivate yourself in these type of games overall but I think that's the key to how Maryland wins what actually happens what are my predictions for the game I will tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sports book you guys cannot miss this deal right now make sure to get on FanDuel if you are 21 years or or older because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. You get a bonus bet of $150 in bonus bets with any winning a $5 bet. So if you place a $5 bet and it wins, you get $150 in bonus bets. That seems like a good investment to me. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, like if you want to take Steph Curry for over threes and Kevin Durant for over points and maybe you mix in Giannis and Dame. You can do all of that with parlays. I know that's really fun for everyone to do is to sweat out a parlay on FanDuel and make a lot of money do it. And there's also exclusive props that you can't get anywhere else on FanDuel, which is a really cool feature that FanDuel has. And there is so much more to FanDuel. So if you're an NBA fan, make sure you get on FanDuel because there's plenty of stuff that you can do. So just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. What happens in this game? I'm going to go ahead and say I think the Terps dropped this one. Honestly, we are ice cold right now. We are pretty bad. We might finish as the worst team in the Big Ten, completely honestly. like I don't know quite how we've hit this low as a program with some of the talent that we brought back that I thought we brought back or challenge offensively. There's a lot of stuff wrong with this Maryland program. I think we dropped this game. I don't think we win it. I don't see how we could win it. I don't see enough on the team to win it. I think we drop this one overall. We have lost the last three. We have lost to a bad Rutgers team. We have lost to a bottom Ohio State team. We have lost a lot of games. I don't think we win this game. I don't think that I don't think we can play as well as we did in our first matchup against Iowa. More and more I go through the statistics of that game. Feel like we got kind of lucky to win that game. I shot the ball really poorly. Like I talked about before, I don't think they'll shoot 
22% from three. They're too good of a shooting team. That's way below their average. And the funny part was Maryland had an excellent shooting day. We shot 40% from three the first time we played them. And I don't think we're shooting 40% from three. Have you seen us? How many times this season have you seen us shoot above 40% or even above 30% from three? It doesn't happen that often. I don't think we're going to shoot that well. I don't think – I don't know why we would shoot that well. I thought we just had a randomly good shooting day, which you have sometimes in basketball. Some days you're just going to be – it's going to be miss or make. They say that about – basketball and college basketball and NBA they say the NBA is a miss or make league sometimes I don't know if I technically agree with that but sometimes it comes down to are you going to make are you going to miss the shot it's just what it comes down to and sometimes when you miss too many shots you just don't win the game and when you make shots when you make open shots you win the game I think Maryland has definitely been a test to that a testament to that of course this year because there's been games where we can't hit a shot and there's been games where we can hit shots at a really high or at a really high percentage, mostly games where we don't really, where we really can't hit shots. When we shoot the ball well, we're really hard to beat. But I doubt we shoot the ball forty percent from three again. We're at home, but it doesn't feel like much of a home crowd advantage because there's not going to be much of a crowd. Fans have kind of given up on the season, to be completely honest. Have I given up on the season? I don't know. It's kind of like. It depends on your definition of give up. There's still a lot to kind of look out for and see who plays well, see how the freshmen do and all that type of stuff. But we're not going to March, so it's hard to kind of say it's it's hard for me to blame people for not going to the games overall and how poor we have played. But there's not much to cheer for, so fans really aren't going to be there overall. So that's going to be hard. The home The home court advantage kind of gets taken out in that kind of way. It's still nice to be at home for sure. And there's a reason we're five-point favorites. But five points seems like a lot, honestly. I think Iowa covers, and I think Iowa wins the game straight up. I think Iowa just has a little bit better of a team than us. I just think they've been a tad more consistent. I think they're better shooting the ball, which I think will be the difference. Yes, we play really good defense, but we just haven't been able to score the ball, so it doesn't even matter at times. And this Iowa team is definitely good enough to be able to win this game. But five points, it seems like a lot. I would definitely choose Iowa to cover. But maybe I'm wrong. It seems like a lot of points to me in the five points. Maybe I'm judging this game wrong because I have seen some people who have said that Maryland's going to cover the game overall. But if it was up to me, I think Iowa probably covers that spread, even with the Terps being at home. We're ice cold right now. Confidence is down. Kevin Ward is trying out different lineups and different things. It's less really about the winning at this point and more about figuring things out, I feel like, for next year overall, for Willard and the rest of the staff. So overall, I think we lose to Iowa. I think Iowa covers the spread as well, which would have to happen if we lost straight up. But I hope they prove me wrong. I hope that they win this game. But I got Iowa. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.